Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hi, this is Savannah Saunders from The Wonderful World of Dance and today I'm at Sadler's Wells Theatre in London with English National Ballet principal dancer Alina Krijakaru. And Alina joins us um, after rehearsals uh, for her new show called Alina at Sadler's Wells, which runs from the 20th to the 23rd of February. Now, you will have to be quick to get your tickets, so head over to sadlerswells.com because they are selling like hotcakes. So let's have a chat to the woman behind the show. Hi, Alina. Hello, so wonderful to see you and speak with you today. Thank you so much for joining us. I know how busy you are getting your show off the ground, so let's have a chat about your show. Um, Alina of Saddles Wells, what inspired you to create your own production? Um, to be completely honest with you, it was very much uh, one of those wonderful evenings that I enjoy having at home with Johan, Johan Koberg, who is my fiancé and my better half, about um, creativity, about things that one would like to do, um, discover, create, be a part of something that's your own. And that's how talking about it ended up leading us to having uh, my own evening. Um, so I'll say he would he's the man behind it. And speaking to Alistair, uh, it, it seemed like uh, it was something he would be interested to present here. And it seems to be the theater where most of these events happen. So I think it's very, I'm very grateful for this um, collaboration and him being willing to to have me on board in, in this case. So that's kind of how it, it started and then of course was the, the decision of how what to bring to, to the evening, yeah. what, what would be interesting to make it different and personal, I think, what would I want to bring to it. And that's always, um, it's always the hardest uh, decision because you pretty much want to do everything. You want to show different aspects of yourself as a dancer, um, and then I realized that there are many things that's been seen. So what, what would it make it really? What do I want to celebrate? So then instead of me thinking what people would like to see is what is it that I really want to achieve selfishly for myself with this program. And it, it made me want to celebrate something that was important in my life and in my career, which is uh, meetings. I would say meetings, celebrating important meetings in my career especially beginning especially where when I started dancing looking all the way back when I was nine in Kiev dancing and then also celebrating new meetings which means working with choreographers and people I have not worked with before working with dancers with whom I have not worked before and doing repertoire that maybe has not yet been seen possibly by me dancing in um, in London with, and with that in mind, I started to put the program together. So tell us what is on the program. I, I'm intrigued because I see that there's a mix of classical and contemporary. And yes. of course, as you mentioned, your, your other half, uh, Johan, is um, dancing as well. What are you bringing to the program? Of course, we ha we ha it has to be something that would celebrate my partnership with Johan and the time we've... decade, two decades that we've danced together. And it brought me back to a piece that was created by Tim Rushton. Actually, I was wrong. It was we started creating it with Tim about twelve years ago, and somehow then our journeys went in different directions. We never got to finish the piece. So I said, this seems to be the right opportunity to finish it and perform it together. And we have a beginning that happened twelve years ago, and we're in a different place in our lives. Suddenly now we have uh, where we are today to finish it and it was actually rather emotional for me. I can imagine. Though I've never worked with him, we had such an amazing time, private and and peaceful and calm to to and to create it. And that would be one of the pieces on a program. And then I thought I want to do something completely different and interesting and uh, came across uh, Giuliano Nunes, who's a really, really wonderful choreographer, very young and Yet in the same time, I love the fact that he's also very thoughtful and very um, deep, not light, not mm -hmm. about just movement, yet when you watch his choreography, it's also very striking and, and interesting. 
and that will be a different, um, a second, another piece that he will join us and he'll gonna dance with me and we're gonna have another dance, it's gonna be uh, Padetra and this will also be a, a new creation um, and again, I, I love the fact that suddenly I come across music and that I did not know before to work on a piece with choreographers I did not know before and just because I had this opportunity it made me um, go online and search new creations and search people and, um, and it's so much out there and you just click with some and you say, yeah, I would like to try this. And, and while it's so important, the outcome, and it's so important, hopefully, that people would like it, I really love the journey. I really love the journey that we're doing at the moment. Um, and for the third piece, I, in, the, in the first program, I really wanted to bring something more light yeah. and a different side of me. So we're going to have Le Lutin, mm -hmm. which was a piece created by Johan for um, for the Royal Ballet Limbury a while back and it's been performed a lot over the world but I don't think it's been so much performed in in London and I it's fun we have live music um, most actually throughout the evening except one piece would be um, could be recorded music we'll have live musicians cellist piano and violin on stage with us which I think it's um, for me it's very important it, the music aspect. Oh my gosh, to have mm -hmm. live music and not a recorded music, you, as, 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 as wonderful recording is um, having someone who's out there with you in the moment, bringing something of their own. Not only that it changes your performance, but as every artist, um, you might feel different on a certain day. And that aspect of going a little faster, a bit slower, just brings with each other uh, something else. And I like that very much uh, when I perform to have that. Uh, for example, at English National Ballet, we have an amazing conductor who Gavin, who's just got over the years got to know me so well mm -hmm. that when you're performing, he can actually see, oh, today she really needs more time. Oh no, today I can really get something exciting, and it's that's something really special, I think. And I, I just decided to put myself in these situations. Uh, I know very well Charlie Sim, who's gonna be in the Lutin for us, and he's gonna. We we worked with him on this piece, and he's brilliant. He's really, really brilliant on it. So, uh, so there's three pieces, or is there a whole? There are three pieces three dancing, pieces. Okay. and there are two um, films. One film was um, done by Kim Bronstrup, and it was um, it's called Faces. And originally he had three dancers. Uh, it's more of a portrait and dancers thinking and dancing. Um, it was um, Zinaida Janowski, Carlos Acosta and myself. Uh, first time was shown was at the Limbri opening, the opening of the Limbri Theatre, mm -hmm. which was very recent. And in this case, we're trying to extract um, just my portrait and, and have that as a, as a viewing. I like that very much. You, Kim had the dream to make this film for a long time. I remember he was talking to me and it was wonderful to see his life, his, his dream coming to life and be a part of it. Um, I like passionate people and somehow it really doesn't matter. Of course it matters, I keep saying it doesn't It matters a lot how the outcome is, but when you see someone coming at you with this has to happen and it's because of it and, be, and they see it, suddenly you see it. And I really enjoy working on, on this um, um, portrait. And I think it shows a, an, different, an interesting aspect of dancers um, thinking, dancing. How so? You see the slow movement of the eyes as something happens. And it's something I feel uh, on the big theater you don't see. Mm. You, you miss and that's something I'm very passionate about when I dance. I find sometimes in the small gesture you can say so much more yeah. than in a grand movement. And while it becomes a bit more internal, there's also always my passion dancing. How can I find those still simple moments to say more? And it, it was, I was always very passionate about finding how can I make a bigger impact through the emotions because sometimes you might feel a fantastic show and people come back and say, yeah, that was a good show. And sometimes you feel you gave so little and then they'll say, wow, so powerful. So I was always very curious about the difference, what makes a performance more powerful. 
and it I, I do feel it comes to so many of these little details that sometimes you see a performance and you might not know why but it really impacted you so I think when Kim started talking about this movie I, I, I knew in a way what he was looking for mm -hmm. and he was quite easy to find and, and communicate and I've always enjoyed working with Kim so therefore I'm, I'm, I would love to show this this film as a, as a part of our meeting and our journey with Kim and his dream and how this film came to life and then is the kind of film that I'm most passionate about that we did uh, beginning of December and in this film I really wanted and I think it'll be a tricky way Kim is he also Kim I also felt okay. I would like to continue with Kim to have asked him to to do this for um, for this project uh, to come with me to Kiev and film myself and my first teachers. Ah, how lovely! I felt I really wanted to to say thank you in a way. There's their faces and their souls and people that um, nobody knows, nobody sees, nobody hears. Names, if I'll say, you'll forget them tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And uh, names and but but that's something. And there are people that and so that I I'll never forget. And those moments I'll never forget. And I was curious. To, I was very curious to put myself in a studio where I started dancing for the first time with them today. And how did it feel? Oh my gosh! I, I we're not going to show the tears and and, and, <laughs> and how emotional everything turned out to be for me. So much more than I expected. Because we'd, I would love to. What we're trying to do is something more artistic. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's so I always see them. We don't necessarily know, but you see on their faces and on their hands um, uh, their story. So so while there is a relationship with me and them, I want him to portray them, and in a way, uh, kind of having my way of saying thank you. I was most moved by my first teacher, who was over eighties, seventy, seventy-six, seventy. And she, while not very well, she still came to, to be with us for, for that day. Yeah. And she got so excited that she almost ended up dancing. <laughs> How sweet. Alina, you are literally melting my heart oh, at no. this moment. <laughs> no, so I'm trying not to. No, it's lovely. And um, I really wanted to do that. In, um, and sometimes in, the, in these uh, projects, uh, that can tilt the budget in a completely wrong direction. And it, again, I use the word, it didn't matter. but. Please don't say that to anyone who's trying to make all this work for me because they'll kill me. Because um, of course it matters and of course we're going to make it work and of course we'll find ways. I think I have to believe that and that's why we work towards and in this direction, in this way. Um, and they're on board with me and no one looked at this and said, you cannot do this. Even Kim and, and Lucy Conrad, who's our film producer, came with us. If you ask them, they bought the ticket three days before we got there because nobody really believed this was going to happen and I and the school, oh my gosh, the director of the school, uh, Nabuhiro Terada, he just opened his doors and um, everything we needed, studios and even in the theatre was, I was really overwhelmed to be honest because I have not been there in 20 years. Oh. So suddenly coming back in and having that response, it made me feel that we never left, that we've been the best friends and we kept in touch, which we didn't. Uh, kept in touch at all and some people I didn't know and others and others were still there my teachers were still there yeah. and it was uh, yeah it was quite an interesting journey can, I, I can imagine they must be very proud of you um, and also for themselves as well because they helped create you as a dancer and uh, your early training um, they must when you went back did they they must have felt very proud Yes, they were, they were very, um, very moved in a way because, um, and you know, to some of them we didn't even we tried to explain it is about our relationship, but I didn't want to say it's about you because they became they they, they can become very self-aware. So we had a wonderful time. We took so much time talking, even if there are things we're not gonna use in the movie. Mm. And actually, those are the things I enjoyed, as you can imagine, the most being able to to talk to them and find out more about how they are and what they are doing and to see how they were excited and 
and I think sometimes one doesn't realize but for me what was most important is I realized I end up doing ballet um, and I end up in that school in particular on a scholarship before I even seen a full-length performance in my life that's interesting because I was going to ask you about how, it, how you I got started. started yes and what also very interesting is that um, I end up loving a profession I never knew of when I started and that really made me even more determined to make this movie because it made me realize that whoever were my teachers, all of them, even the ones that maybe they didn't have me as their favorite student, the ones that they had my their favorite student, the times where my mark was being taken down because um, I was maybe too big, or the times where things happened, everything happened for not a reason, but everything that happened shaped me in, in a way that made me love this profession, made me dedicate myself to this profession and say, this is what I want to do. And I think it's so unique. It's so unique to have this kind of teachers that they had a certain talent. And, and my connection to Larissa, who is my first teacher, is even deeper because we end up in that studio not knowing Russian. So there was a lady who would translate everything and she was so passionate that she couldn't wait for the translator to translate between Romanian and Russian and she would be on her knees and hands putting our feet in first position, putting our shoulder down manually. We were seven Romanian students and I just remember and even now I feel her hands on my shoulder blades putting them down and turn out my feet. And I think that's that's beyond being a good teacher, that's being passionate about what you do and I think as, as, as children who don't quite know what we want to do, that influences you, that really makes you respond in a way, appreciate and reply with the same passion. So I owe so much to that time. And do you remember that moment or the time where you did decide <laughs> getting cold? Yeah, do you want to put on a jumper? No, it's okay, you I don't want to change that. Um, do you remember the, the time where you did decide, you know, I want to be a professional dancer? Is it, was it back when you were in Kiev, before you came over yeah, to London right. to the Royal Actually, School? There are very two story, uh, there are two stories related a little bit to your question. And one would be, um, when I was nine, and we ended up being in Kiev for the first time, and we saw, I saw my first full-length ballet, it would be, with the, it was Don Quixote, Don Quixote, and I remember, no, actually, I'm lying, I don't remember, but I was told that apart in the, in the intermission they couldn't find me, and I, I just left my seat and went to the front of the orchestra stall, and I was just looking like this, and they kept, was like, what are you doing? And they heard me mumbling, I'm gonna do this role one day, and I'm gonna do it better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember and, and I think there are certain things that maybe impact your yeah. way of being without knowing I don't know for sure what made me say that or act that way but that was one that was one of the story that could relate to your question and the other one was I was 12 years old and um, I had a, a little surgery on my knee so I had to stop dancing and um, we decided that I don't go back to Kiev, that I stay home and I go to normal school and I stop dancing. Wow. And I remember that um, talking to, to, to people and family and, and deciding, tell my mom, we have to take me back to school. I was still in crutches. I missed half a year and I said, mom, I'm going back. And I remember mom on a train for 27 hours from Romania because at that time there was no... Airplanes, of course, so we'd be on a train uh, to from Bucharest to Kiev. Um, and I remember that though I've missed half term, half the year, I finished um, first in class. So I think that was my decision. Consciously, this is what I want to do and I'm, I'm really going to do it. And then you decided to come to London to train. What, made, what inspired you to, to leave Kiev and come up to the Royal Ballet School? Um, there are many wonderful things, I think, that um, students have opportunities and, and that will be competitions. And I was lucky enough to participate in Prix de Lausanne mm -hmm. and I won a scholarship to join a school. Um, I end up... Um, and, and I... by advice because... 
you see, there's so little information during my time as a student about schools, mm. possibilities, options. Different I, time. I could not choose myself, so I, I follow advices and I end up in a great place to work with the Royal Ballet School. I was there for half a year and I had wonderful teachers. And that was the one place I felt comfortable in the studio because while yet I found, yet again I found myself in a place where I didn't speak the language, mm -hmm. I had to learn English. Um, in the studio we had Russian teachers. So somehow That's in like the it. studio it was like, oh great, that, that is I understand, this I know. Um, and it was a wonderful half a year for me. And after that I, um, I was invited to go back to Kiev. Yes. To join the company. And in the same time, uh, Sir Anthony Dow was the director of the Royal Ballet School, uh, Royal Ballet Company, and he said, "Okay, we'll offer you a corps de ballet job here if you'd like to stay contract." So I remember clearly being for a day just thinking what to do. Mm. Um, of course, London it's a different experience, and in Kiev it's a different. But for me, it's very much about dancing. <laughs> it's very much about uh, where can I dance the most. Mm -hmm. And I decided to to go back to Kiev, and for half a year I was a little bit uh, demanding because I would work with the company and at the same time finish uh, school to get a diploma, and I would have moved a year ahead in a different class to finish school one year early. That's quite challenging. It was a little bit, but luckily, obviously. You're able to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but a wonderful teacher. Maybe not just so challenging for you, but perhaps that, for many wonderful. others it would have been. <laughs> there are wonderful teachers that then somehow are supportive of helping you to achieve those things. So yeah. I felt. Yeah. And then after, so you left Kiev's company, the ballet company, and you moved back to London again. Yes. Yes. It was also a very interesting um, uh, talk because um, what happens when you're in a more Russian. Um, um, companies, you have your own teacher for the entire rep. So you, you build a certain bond and feel very connected uh, to my teacher and she's also in the film, just very happy oh. about. She's my first teacher with the company, um, actually my only teacher with the company in Kiev and, um, and a really wonderful lady who I remember feeling um, after one year working with the company and her I felt very, um, it was very hard to tell her I, I decided to leave. And suddenly talking to her, she was like, okay, I expect it to happen maybe next year, not so soon, but uh, what's your plans? Where do you want to go? Mm. And I was like, oh, wow, like a real mom who wants the best for her student. Yeah. And I said, I think I'd like to go back to the Royal Ballet. Being here for in the school for half a year, it was a fortunate time for me uh, that the company was working in the same places as, as the school. And I could see the repertoire, I could see the work, and... I knew that if it is to go somewhere, this would be the place. Uh, and luckily she was very supportive and very encouraging. And, and so you went to the, the Royal Ballet? Decision. Yes. Um, tell us about your time with the Royal with, Ballet. With the Royal Ballet. What was really lucky for me, once again, you see sometimes, I say lucky because coincidences and timing, it's so important in someone's life. But that was the very year that Johan also joined the Royal Ballet. Mm -hmm. And not long into it, we did masquerade for the first time, first ballet we danced together. And then the very first full length was Romeo and Juliet. And that always happens as it happens in ballet. A dancer gets injured, someone else gets an opportunity. And But more so for me, I think, was um, Sir Anthony Dowell really believed and saw something in me. And even though I joined the Royal Ballet after doing principal roles in a, in a, in a corps de ballet contract, um, I, I, the fact that I was welcome back, it didn't matter in which level. Mm. Uh, and having experience for a whole year in Kiev doing principal roles and dancing so much and learning roles very fast and jumping in shows, being told in the morning, tonight you're doing this role, this is the chocolate that lady will show you because no, if you cannot go Google, I'll learn this role. Now you have one variation and you have 10 options. I know 10. Yes, yeah. Absence yeah. of yeah. options of someone yeah. doing that role. Yeah. I remember some my teacher gave me chocolate and said she will teach you a role. And I would go to her and she will show the video one, the step ones, the solo. And I go, can you please show again? And so you must be slow. And I felt so 
bad. And I was like, I've never <laughs> yes. done this before. So then I picked up a, a pen and pencil and she was showing me the steps. I'll write down what I had to dance that evening. So now I'd go in the studio and with my teacher, which is my something prepared. And in the evening I would go on stage. Wow, that's quite unbelievable. And somehow one would think, is it needed, is it not? But actually back, back, back then, when we would tour, unless you're on stage, you don't get money. So even if you do principal roles, if you have a chance to do also a solo in it, then you get more, more money, more salary, which counts, counted, yeah. and I guess will always Absolutely. count. So for me it was always, but see, I didn't thought about that. I was very much thinking about the opportunity to be on stage. Mm. And, and, and your and young dancer at the beginning of your career. You just want to do everything. Uh, so I didn't, I, I felt that helped me so much suddenly coming back to uh, to Royal Ballet and when I would have an opportunity to do a big role, I never had a feeling of, oh, I'm not ready, I need more time, I, I don't have enough time. There wasn't a question about it. And, and when I had the opportunity to learn symphonic variations, I didn't have to wait to be taught the whole ballet, which we didn't get it taught the first rehearsal. And the next rehearsals, we had the stage call, and I knew the whole ballet, and I kept on doing it till the end, and everybody was out. Wow, because that was the the way I. If I do something, yeah. it's my job to do the homework. Yeah, and I always believed that. And I still believe that. I I believe that strongly. So to answer your questions, we were at the back to the Royal Ballet, Johan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're back to Johan. Um, That's a lovely place to go. Yes, always, <laughs> always. Tell me everything. <laughs> So it was really, um, and I think that was uh, again timing. It was very important step because um, sometimes you work with people you don't know how how gonna happen. And the fact that um, Anthony put us together and went up Romeo as well as Giselle, and then further on many ballets that uh, they developed was um, a very fortunate for me. Johan being more experienced, um, very patient and um, generous uh, in his artistic way, in his way of working, had uh, helped me so much to, to to grow. And of, of course, I don't think it was easy, and I don't think anyone has a, an easy journey in the beginning, get you to know how people work, coming from different backgrounds, with different ethics, whereas Johan would come from Royal Danish Ballet, who would have equity and... Mm. Um, and a certain structure and work, me coming from Kiev where none of that really was. We would be in a studio until we were kicked out. And we would uh, be kicked out and not leave, so they figure out the way to get us out of the studio was to turn the lights off. <laughs> so then it would be my teacher who would be a very different relationship instead of a, a, a different institution, how things work. So um, there are many differences that influenced how you work in a studio, but not that. What I found very interesting was the way we would hear music, because musicality in Bernerville style, it's mm. quite a bit different than musicality in, yeah. in Russian classical big style. So if there were ever any things differently, in the beginning I didn't quite know, but it's a difference when you aim to go and one, or if you go yeah. one and and somehow that has a huge impact for the partner to know how to deal with a girl who would go somewhere and it's like, oh, she's early or she's late. Um, and I think all these little details and questions, the fact that Johan and myself were so in... I keep using the word passionate, I'm sorry, but we're so passionate about discovering... It's a word, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. About discovering how to make things better or why things don't work or why things don't seem right. Because sometimes things don't seem right and say, yeah, it's fine, I'll just do it. But we really were curious about finding out why they don't work. And and to some people that seems like a waste of time. But I think that's the little details that then develop a, a partnership um, to get to know each other on, on that level of, of musicality, of interest, of... It helps you be on stage and really, really let go and really not worry about anything because the person with you really senses when you're that a bit faster, slower, and um, and I think that's what really was very special for me to to, to be a part of the the Royal Ballet. It's obviously a very important time in your life and a very important meeting, yes. as you mentioned at the beginning. 
um, and then you went to the English National Ballet. Yes, I think, um, again, I, I really don't want to blame the today's world of being able to see other things, but it definitely has an impact on, on it had an impact on my career because um, after one year in Kiev, I realized that um, I would do the same the year after and the year after and maybe at some point something else new will come up and I feel after I think it's been a good 13 years if I'm not completely correct now of how many years I've been with the Royal Art. but it came to, came to a point that it became a repetition of the roles I've done mm -hmm. and while I still had castings and touring and I felt wonderful you kind of look okay I'm 20 something 30 I don't remember how old I was, 30. Of course, I remember, but I want to tell you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's a good <laughs> No, but I'm lose. After a while, I lose track of when yes, things yeah. happen, and I don't want to say it and be wrong and yeah. be corrected by people on Twitter. But, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. So, so it, it yeah. kind of made me realize. Okay, what now? Mm -hmm. I've experienced all of this, and it's been wonderful. But I really need more. And having been there before with Kiev, I I recognize. And for a while I denied it, and I say, no, it's great here, no, it's great. So you convince yourself you're in a good place, and, and you slowly have to admit that actually I really want more, mm -hmm. I really want to experience more, I don't know what's going to happen, but I have to try. And um, I think that's when the decision came to... And I, I, had, the, I had also the, the great fortune to work with John Neumeyer in Hamburg, uh, and that gave me the part that I really that I really did not have with the Royal Ballet, and that's working with a choreographer, especially working with a live choreographer. I worked with, um, oh gosh, if I say names and I miss someone, I'm gonna be so bad. But Kim Brunstrup, that's where we met. Mm -hmm. We worked with Wayne McGregor. Mm -hmm. I worked with uh, David Bindley. I worked with not that many choreographers. And. Um, Alexia Radmansky. That was very late. That was late. One of the latest choreographers I worked with, Alexia Radmansky. I loved working with yeah, him. Yeah, I can imagine. Loved working with him somehow. And another connection. He's also from Kiev. He's also yes. same. So somehow I knew, and I, I, I said, yes, that's I knew, that's I know that passion. I know. And he would just be in a studio with you. And the fascinating thing is, you would get corrections non-stop. So you'd feel you never achieve something. But then. When you look back, you go, oh wow, we started way, way, way up there. Ah, and, and I love that. Mm. Because when you go forward, you actually don't know when you go forward how far, but you keep going. And sometimes that drive is what I've missed because it can easily become, yes, it's wonderful, this role we've done. And, and I always, oh yes, I love this. I get a different dynamic. A different thing. So for me, Alex, it was a wonderful memory of working with him at the, at the Royal Ballet. Having the, the uh, support and belief of John in Hamburg as a choreographer and the, the platform and possibility to, to st still stay in London and work with the uh, English National Ballet, it seemed like the right balance and uh, new challenges and versatility in the rep. Um, uh, English National Ballet still having been quite uh, based on the classical repertoire and John creating and working on his work with but most of all working with him in a studio which is very very unique and very special to me gave me the um, uh, the courage I guess one does need a bit of courage I think to to follow a, an, an instinct and a belief a feeling that seems right and that was for me the the step and though it was only five, six years ago, it seems like a lifetime, lifetime ago, but um, it's just really what um, I need. So why, why, as you say, you've been with the company going on seven years this year, it will be. Yes. Um, and what has made you feel so at home? Why is the company so special to you? Having, you know, as you say, it does take courage to make such change, yes. and it does take courage to leave uh, the Royal Ballet as well. I think, you know, it's one of the you know, most prestigious companies, as is the English National Ballet. So I yes. think these aren't easy decisions. But over the seven years, what has made you sort of remain in love with the English National okay. Ballet? It has to be the people working there, it has to be the energy, and 
I felt it straight away going there somehow I didn't know anybody when I moved in with the, with the com- moved in with the company you kind of do feel like you move in with the company we end up touring so much through through uh, visit, performing in different cities in in, in, uh, in England and you do have a different bond with the dancers you do go through the same things together and you do support each other and somehow you feel I felt that straight away and now with ears being there I see young dancers joining us and um, they either stay with us and join that team and that spirit or they feel that's not for them and then move on somewhere else and that's exactly what happens in the ballet world at the moment you either find the right place for you and not only for you but for you in the right time that you are at in your career is this the right place for you to develop, go forward uh, is this the right place for you to move on to a soloist instead of being corps de ballet or being principal and um, and for me, it has to be the people in it. That it's still, every time I go to Hamburg, I feel the same thing with the company there. And I feel they're slightly different because there they have a, a leader in, in the shape of a choreographer who challenges them in, in, uh, in a dramatic way, gives them um, a, diff- a guidance in a certain way. And then at the English National Ballet, where we perform. Uh, the classical rap, which I think it's so important in a dancer's career to keep performing them mm. as much as possible and um, still finding things. And I find for me the mixture of the two really help each other uh, grow and develop. So suddenly I got that push that I needed in studio by combining these two ways of uh, working. To dif- and though it's still a ballet company, the, the versatility that the both of them offered me um, no, that, that are offering me are exactly what I re- need right now. And um, working with such a, you know, the different companies, um, as you say, you're a guest artist with the Hamburg Ballet and the different choreographers. What are some of your most favorite roles and why? Oh, it's to choose a favorite role, it's close to impossible because a few years ago I would have say one. I catch. I realize. I always say this is my favorite role because this is the one I'm working on right now, and I do, and I get passionate about it, and I find new ways of developing it, and I read about it. Um, but we've recently created. We opened actually first of December uh, in Hamburg, um, the Glass Menagerie, by uh, that John created by Tennessee Williams, and uh, I played the role of Laura. And. Um, it was a very special experience. It was a very special experience because what what I f- I find sometimes you you work on something or you go through a journey creating something and you go on the other side as someone who's learned something about the art form. But this was more than that. We learned about what I. It kind of suddenly opened my world just a little bit more in how I see people world my art form, um, myself, as an artist, as a human being, as a colleague, as a mom, as a, and when those experiences happen, y- y- the level of life just, I, I think you understand what, what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. And they're very rare, these experiences, and after for me, they hap- often these experiences for me ha- happened when I had uh, uh, something traumatic, an injury, or when I had um, something being taken away from me, I discover more. But in this case, it happened with something being offered to me. And uh, while I'm still processing, I think it it's um, it's something very amazing, something I'll uh, treasure really forever. Uh, also, I'd like to add the other experience I had with Johan creating his length for the first time his that I was a part of which was Romeo and Juliet was also very interesting because um, you care mm-hmm. in a different way you want it so much to be good and in the beginning I didn't know how to deal with it because suddenly I was trying to look at everything and see how can everything be better and I said no that's not how I do things that's that's not my job I can only focus on I can do better so then silence oh good that I know how to do so in the beginning I was really, really overwhelmed because I, I wanted so much to, to happen for the best that it can happen. 
and until I just said I can only focus on what I can do I absolutely loved every second of it I can just bring the, the best I could possibly bring in the studio and and be be Juliet Juliet is a role that I did for the first time with him so suddenly he was creating yeah. a woman Juliet and it brought it all on a I think I'm at that place in my life when things start to have some circles have a, a an, an ending to it or it brings me back to a beginning of it and I'm not sure whether doing that moving he have made placed me in this state or or um, or we sometimes a new decade uh, jumping into a new year of mm -hmm. 2020 <coughs> or we all do as human beings looking back and in order to go forward sometimes we look back you mentioned um, this desire to make everything you know, great. That how uh, that made me think about your your own um, your own show. Uh, yes. How did you deal with that desire to want everything you know perfect, and when it's such a huge task and such an amazing amazing um, piece that you're doing? Well, it's impossible really to do everything perfect. So, and that I really did not. Uh, discovered by by this project I discovered by becoming a mom then you realize that you are can do that much you can do for everybody at the same time and it was a huge lesson one I refused to accept for almost two years and I'm still not accepting no um, in our profession is so much it takes so much of your own like your own time you're not a great artist because you work in the working hours two to five six to you are you become more than that by the work you do afterwards by the work you do in your free time by the work you do nights or mornings by the extra work you do that's what makes you special that's what makes you special being here with me right now and not in the two to five and and while it's it's so promoted right now in today's world to to go home and uh, balance that I, I i think the balance for me turned out to be to really acknowledge the fact that i love going home talk about ballet i love sitting home with Johan and just sit at the table and throw ideas and get passionate about the rehearsal and the show and talk about what was good and not good and and yes sometimes was not the right thing to do it but sometimes and most of the times I love that so why should I enter the house close the door and say okay now I'm not a dancer I, I'm always a dancer I now sleep you're, now you're just you lean on wife mom no, no. so somehow that the, the that was before the little one came into our life and then I go like wow I like to be for her what I am for my career as a dancer and then you go wow I want to be that for Johan too and I want to be that for my mom and then and then you end up into trouble because you can't so I learned very harshly that the only way to go forward because I still have to go forward of course I have to <laughs> is by taking one at a time and making sure I don't leave anything behind but not trying to bring, move them all forward at the same time and that means that I'll have to accept that sometimes I might be a better mom than I'm a dancer, sometimes I might be a better dancer than I am a wife, and sometimes I might be a... And, and as long as they all are on a certain level, this is all I can do. And they're not going to be all perfect at any time. But the most important things, they are all moving forward. And um, I think the moment I accept that more, I, I start enjoying it more. But very early on, what helped me is to, to, for example, hold my daughter and be there 100%. That was not hard. And then when she was asleep, I would go work and then work 100%. So I was like, all right, that, this I can do. Because this is the only way not to think of that when I'm here, not to think of that when I'm here. Because I felt for a while, it's like, oh, I, I can't do them. And I was like, oh, I don't have to. Just be there when you're there 100% and then you're at ease and then you do this and it works it really really works of course not always wow given that everything that you're balancing clearly it's working because <laughs> you. you are still performing incredible roles yes. touring constantly guest 
yes. artist around the world. Yes. You are putting on your own show. As you say, you've, you've got your two and a half year old daughter. That's um, very inspiring. Of one of my favorite things I love to ask dancers is what advice from the, your career that you've had or that you have been given that yes. you'd like to be able to pass on to other dancers. aspiring dancers, yeah. In order to kind of explain my my advice, I think maybe, I, I hope I won't be too long. You see, in our, in our lives, we start somewhere and then we develop and then at the end of a journey, we become more. How can we become more earlier on? And I think this was so uh, important for me the moment I start dancing less with Johan and I realized, wow, now I know what he meant six years ago and I'm ready to, I know how to make it more special for him and then my opportunities to do that were much, much less. So I think time makes us more mature but also experiences makes us more mature. So it's like, how can I speed that up for myself? And I realized there is something called self-development that we don't hear of in school, we don't hear of in class, we don't hear of anywhere. And now with internet, there's a lot more information out there and you can get it. Yeah. But we as a dancer always says, I don't have the time. Like, and we don't because yeah. because we don't say we don't have the time because we don't have it, but because I personally choose to spend that time working, and I mean physical work, uh, to develop my technique, my strength, my everything, instead of developing the other side of myself and discovering. And what that did for me, I start finding finding motivation and inspiration a lot more within myself, and that's a lot more powerful than finding in others and which was also very helpful at times to to read people's story and and read what they've been through because gosh what they've been through that i can you know it's 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 possible and then you go wow actually anything it's possible when you see people achieving through hardship something amazing you go gosh what i'm going through it's 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 nothing in comparison but for that we need to read and in most of these, uh, in most of these uh, informational books, those are the examples. And 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 we don't think um, superhero exists, but they are. And there are stories of people we don't know, names we don't know of. They are not famous, but they are the the bone of our societies. I think uh, ins inspiration and uh, and motivation, and that gives courage. And I think it may sound quite cliche at some point to look into that, but if there's one thing I would advise dancers, don't wait too late. Because then your whole world, you'd, you'd grow much faster. You'd skip years, you'd, you'd learn from dancers, um, or like or dislike dancers, if they have something to say, there might be something can learn about how they achieve a certain technical strength or a, a jump or a turn or but the other side is equally important because it really gives us strength to deal with certain stress for stressful times, mm. uh, pressure, or um, that others or we put on ourselves. And unless we know ourselves best, that can influence us and and often not in a good way. Unless you have people who support you and you believe in them. But even when someone you believe in tells you you're achieving something good, you still go back to yourself uh, assessing, is that true? And often there, there were occasions where I had people saying, no, you can really do this. And I would say, yes, I can, and I'll just, but then I would go back, actually, I don't know. And it didn't matter how much the encouragement I had, just because I did not know, it, it made me not achieve the best I could in that rehearsal, in that performance. And then I go, right, no matter what people loving me are supporting me, I'm my most, I'm the one who can stop myself, yeah. or I'm the one who can push myself. And, um, and because in this profession we're so used to being, um, how do you say, um, looked at in comparison mm. to someone, in comparison to, or even in comparison to, to, to people around us, yeah. or to people who danced before us, 
that we look up to or we get inspired by, it's so easy to visually be there. And, in, in, and that's absolutely amazing because that's how we can see things happening that are possible. But they are someone else's achievements. And the moment you go, actually, what is it I want to achieve? How can I see this in a way that no one's ever done it before? And I feel that would make someone unique and interesting. And that would make the audience, I think that's what makes the audience wants to come and see the same performance by different artists or same performance by the same artists. Because when you develop yourself in that way, you can do the same role in so many different ways. And that's why working with John, I love that because sometimes I would come and, and I would feel, gosh, I'm, I'm so tired today. But then I go, oh, okay, how can I use this? Hmm. And then before I know, I'm so excited about going on stage and still thinking, oh, this is going to be really hard work today. I go, oh, actually my role, she can be more heavy in her walk and she could do this more. And it's all cool. And then I still go on stage very passionate and excited about what I do. Or other times I'm so excited that it, it goes completely different direction. And what's fascinating, working with the company that is used to that way of working, everybody responds. So suddenly everybody around this point and then the whole show goes in a, in a different direction. And then backstage afterwards, what I love al about John is he would tell you straight away, that really worked today. Or it's like, oh, you know, you did that thing today and I don't think it would work because, mm. and it, with the context, and then you go home thinking, oh, exactly. And, and that's, I think, you know, I'm really, really blessed to be able to, work this way so i think back to your question about uh, dancers there would be self-development mm -hmm. financial investments interesting don't wait till you're told thank you goodbye and that will happen it will happen when you expect it mm -hmm. it will happen if you're not expected it will happen it, it will ha it could happen i wish no one to happen when you get an mri scan and then you have to do something and maybe you're lucky to be in a company where uh, you get financial support towards a new job usually it doesn't happen yeah um, and the other advice I would have is make yourself um, a great asset to your company be the dancer uh, that can always stand get on stage and do a role within a day notice be that kind of dancer but in order to be that kind of dancer there are more levels to it you have to be the one that knows your strength your limits how to recover after performance how to nutritionally take care of yourself how to so take care of yourself overall so again we go back to oneself's a knowledge of oneself so then when you're in a studio for six hours a day you know that the six the last 10 minutes of rehearsals you should just do something more or you know that 10 minutes you should say actually thank you very much but but again do it in an honest way because then you know whether you prepare yourself for the show the best you could by resting or whether you prepare your best the best way you could possibly prepare for the show by doing 10 extra minutes but that only comes to I have to say with such a an incredible career. I'm not surprised you have more than one golden nugget Mostly. of advice. And I'm sure no. it sounds like you could almost write a, a book on uh, advice because <laughs> actually, I don't think in the top, and I think I must have asked this question about a hundred times. Okay. And the answers are often, you know, surprising, but no one has ever said financial investment at a young age. And I just think um, the personal development as well is not something which is often you know, brought out at the end as being a piece of advice. So I think, you know, those two things are quite, quite unique to hear, I'm happy. actually. Yeah. I'm, happy. I'm happy because I think more and more about them. I'm not thinking because I'm stopped dancing, but I think because I, I have seen it. Mm. And I think traveling and working in different companies, it made me see um, the weaknesses, those, not weaknesses, the lack of it in our journey. And, and so many dancers, senior dancers, will end up to their career not knowing what they're going to do next mm. and financially not prepare for it. And I can also see how throughout the journey you have a time where you have a certain salary, then you can have some extra income, and then you can have some 
um, and then it goes downhill. But the downhill goes so fast and so surprising and so uh, early that unless you really, really prepare, the life afterwards can become a struggle. And uh, and I think our, our profession is way too demanding to then at the end of it feel unfulfilled and feel uh, a burden by it instead of being able to say, well, actually, it was something wonderful and now I can happily move on to something else and I have the support I've created for myself. Yeah, we, all, we always need to see dancers being given like a golden tutu. You know how in the corporate world they give you a golden watch as you oh, leave? <laughs> like a golden tutu okay. to, to take away with you. Yeah. I, there are many institutions with many dancers. Within a company have 70, 80, 100 dancers and you are one of 100, even if you're a principal or not. Mm. Even though you think, oh, the principals have it so good, don't necessarily don't necessarily the case and you're not gonna have me or other dancers complaining about the no. the, the, the hardships yeah. but they are there yeah and maybe one day when people will write a book you might have more information yeah. of the yeah. details well look at Paris with the Paris opera yes. dancers who've been on strike because they're looking to change their um, uh, pensions their pensions, pensions I heard yeah it's it's a really valid point. It really is a valid point. But I think what happens is these are some things so uh, engraved in this in the way things are that for my generation and I think for two more generations to come to change, it will take maybe us to start talking about it. Then maybe next one to take action and maybe eventually someone will benefit from it. Mm -hmm. And I think you and what you offer us to be able to talk here about these things are um, great platform for it thank you but uh, for me I have to take action for myself and in doing so I can maybe at some point be able to tell more of how I did it the mistakes I did that I've learned along the way and the things that worked for me because then the next generations they're gonna live in a their life are gonna be in a different society than mine so some things yeah. might be able to everything moves so fast mm. that they might be able to take on board or not so it's it's never ending so i think that's why my advice would be don't only look uh, would be to to dance don't only look at the dancing part but the whole aspect of your career and your life that it's yours and it's, you can't it sounds like you may have given thought to the chapter after stage for yourself. Have you given thought to what you will do next? Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think all the experiences I have right now, even with this project, doing it makes me see how certain aspects of producing things work, whether it's something um, I can somehow develop in a certain way, but most interesting is the people we come across, then I go, oh wow, I can not understand this way of working. And then you, and it doesn't make anyone good or bad, but it makes suddenly you realize, I actually have a way of doing things. And suddenly when someone comes on board, it, it's like, great. You don't have to even, and then you know. And when you find those people, it's like, actually I would love this person in, in my life working with and I would just love to and then suddenly you, your world widens up and you say actually with them I can do that and I can also do that project and I can also do that project and you get excited about things like that. Wow it sounds like Alina at Saddler's World is only the beginning of many projects to come. I forgot to say about the main piece, which oh, is yeah. Marguerite Normand. Oh, was, well, that's why I sort of said, is there three or four? I thought there was, I, yes. I thought I read there was like Marguerite no. Normand. Yeah. Marguerite Normand, which okay. is, it's a, a wonderful, wonderful okay. ballet. And um, and, and I, I, I like the fact that the evening will have a story to, to it and, and something that one can um, enjoy from, from a dramatic point of view more that will complement what we had before. So um, this is why I also chose the Margaret Norbaugh to have uh, in a program. And it's, it's, it is a, a ballet I have not performed in London yet and I have danced it very little. And I look forward to, to experience it on this stage. Well, we can't wait to see it, Alina. Thank Absolutely. You so We're so excited. Thank you so much. I just want to say, 
For everyone who is listening, for those who are in London and coming to London, make sure you get your tickets. Um, go to saddlerswells.com and remember it's only on the 20th to the 23rd of February. And also, if you're not already, and you probably are, because I am, following Alina on Instagram, she has a wonderful, wonderful Instagram called Dancing Alina Official. Thank you so much. Thank so you much so much. To you. I very much enjoyed talking to you as well. Thank, Thank you. you. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet, and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.